All right. All right, Joe, we're going to flip the coin. And even though Kurt's sitting right here, we still might have to use Toasty's intro just to, to flip the coin to sides. I hate him so much. <laughs> Why, because he does a better job? Oh, see. Why did I show up? Call it. Hot uh, gravy or Toasty? Heads for gravy. It's gravy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I hate you, Mike Woodard. <laughs> Go ahead and play the music. Get ready to laugh out loud with Wise and Nerdy, the show hosted by two hilarious dads who bring their unique blend of wit, wisdom, and nerdiness to the airwaves. From sharing hilarious anecdotes about their own experiences to giving advice on navigating the ups and downs of life, these two dads have got you covered. But that's not all. They're also obsessed with all things nerdy, from comic books and sci-fi movies to video and board games. So whether you're a fellow dad, a pop culture fanatic, or just in need of a good laugh, this is Wise and Nerdy. And now, let's have some fun. All right. Welcome to DragCon 2023, Wise and Nerdy. Joe, you didn't load it right. It's okay, I got this, I got this. You got it? Welcome to DragonCon 2023, Wise and Nerdy! This is not my technical difficulty this time. That was on you, man. So, Kurt, how you doing, buddy? Just great. <laughs> oh, here live at DragonCon, Kurt Bootney's here, hot gravy. Uh, he does this. He's, he's got a really deep, beautiful voice, as to read. Mike Woodard. I had to. I had to play the intro. No, that's. I had to hey, play the I intro. respect you for doing that. The buggy, but Kurt, you get the rest of the reads. Sure. Speaking I do. of read, actually, I'm gonna tag out. So I'll do Cure. You do this one. Okay. All right. So Dragon Con is partnered with Cure, which is Cure Childhood Cancer. Cure is dedicated to conquering childhood cancer through funding targeted research while supporting patients and their families. Use the QR codes. That's right here on the banner. Uh, later on, when we're not using the screen, it cycles through the screen as well, and you'll see it around the con. Use the QR codes to donate. DragonCon matches up to $125,000. So every dollar you put in, it gets doubled. Last year, it was a $100,000 mark, and they made that mark, so now they've upped it. So if we get to one hundred twenty-five dollars this year, it's going to go up again next year. And if you do have cash, you can put it in the bucket. Our track sponsor for 2023 is Zakat. For over 22 years, they've been empowering lives through disaster relief, food distribution, distribution, that's not even a word, <laughs> distribution, orphan care, and more. Their top-notch ratings from Charity Navigator and Better Business Bureau, I'm guessing. Uh, yes. Wise Giving Alliance means your contributions are going to make a difference. Zakat.org. And what's been funny is I've listened to that read a few times in this room, and it's BBB, which is Better Business Bureau, but I've heard some of the moderators go, ba 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 All right, so this is how it's worked. We're going to do the question of the week, and then we're going to ask you to raise your hand. When you raise your hand, we'll give you the dice. You can come get it. I can throw it to you, whatever you want. It's soft. It's foamy. It's fine. And we're going to roll the dice and follow the segments up here. But, Joe, what is the – well, actually, let's hit the button. <laughs> Question of the week. <laughs> if you could time travel, where would you go and what would you do? And if, I would if, not show up. <laughs> <laughs> and this is open to everybody. You can send out a microphone if you time travel. What about you? Where would you go, Joe? I mean, the, the easy answer is go back in time and invest in something, like right? Go invest in Bitcoin or Amazon or whatever, you know, whatever it tickles your fancy. But I think what would be a lot of fun is going to, like, ancient Rome and seeing some of the philosophers there and the discussions. 
Now, that's probably me being ignorant because it's probably going to get me killed or something. But, uh, you know, just seeing some of the, the different historical events or, or maybe be in the room yeah. when the declaration is signed, declaration of independence, you know, see bits of history live. I think that would be fun. See, I like the seeing part. I don't want to be in the room because I don't want to – they didn't take showers back then, man. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to be around all the dirty wigs and all that. Uh, I, I totally straight – well, one, I think if you didn't but try and travel – You'd fit in so well. Oh, that's just cold. That's just cold. Uh, so uh, I think if time travel, you could just observe and not change history. That I think would be very, very interesting. Yep. I would straight up recreate Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Just 100%, right? Go around, get so crates, get Napoleon, the angry little dude. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. What about you, Kurt? Well, I thought I already answered, but... You did, but I didn't uh, like the answer. I yeah, you know I know you didn't like the answer. <laughs> We're going to make um, you roll again on your answer. I would, <laughs> I would actually go back in time and start my TikTok. TikTok at VO by Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody else want to share what they would do? Step up to the microphone. Um, I would... Um, <laughs> you go back and start over, you're all right. No, 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 don't no, go back. No. Tell us what you do. You're fine. You're doing good. Oh, I don't know what you're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> if you think of it later, you can come back. And you definitely can roll this. So, oh, we got another time traveler right here. Um, I came here to ruin your panel. To ruin my panel? <laughs> yeah, I've, I think you guys have had it good enough for too long. Yeah, exactly. Um, could I time travel to like ten minutes ago, where this would be even funnier? <laughs> um, on a on a darker note, um, could I? I'm a trans woman. Could I time travel? I don't know to a time where like we were revered as magical priestesses. There you go. I I, I lost the joke. Is Wonder Woman? Where's Wonder Woman from? Themyscira. Themyscira. Yeah. Yeah. I Let's go with that one. Like, Themyscira is not real. It's just a comic book. But Go back in time and make it. You're Dragon Con every year. <laughs> yeah. Year after year after year, they keep wanting me. I don't know why. We you keep it. wanting me here, so. Hey, you made the tech the best. This I, is the Colonel. The Colonel runs the tech for the entire Hilton for this weekend. Woo! Yeah! yeah. Thank you. That's like the only applause I'll get this weekend. <laughs> and, and now I'm being hailed. Someone else take the mic. Uh, thank you. <laughs> All right. Who wants to roll the dice? Anybody, anybody, anybody. It's on the floor. Somebody get it. Go. Go, go, go. <laughs> All right. All right, hit the button. Roll that dice. Oh, uh, what is it? Three. <laughs> hit the button. Let daddy decide. <laughs> All right, let daddy decide. <laughs> we get to make an ultimate decision. It's kind of like Judge Judy meets just dumb dads. So does anybody have a question that they want to throw to us? We have one prepared. We sure do. Do you have a burning one that you always thought to your friends at parties? Go for it. What do you got, Joe? <laughs> uh, so what I had here is parenting tips and tricks. So uh, we're both parents, and so and we've – I mean, minor, my oldest is only 11, but you've got all the way up through – adults 18. now yeah uh, and so what are some different things that have worked for you or maybe that didn't work 
You know, that's a really big question for it, this show. It is. Uh, I think we should get the other dad to come up and answer. <laughs> uh, yeah, come on. So what, give us some parenting tips. A burning tip? A burning tip. What, what has worked or what has not worked for you as a parent? Listening. Listening is so important. You know, I, 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 um, if, if they're, they're always talking, they're always seeing things, they're always uh, absorbing everything around them, and they have questions. And got to answer them best you can. So, yeah, listening to what they're saying, and, and that helps you to see what they're seeing, too. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> so if you hear it back, his daughter like, wow, that's inspirational. It was great. Well, you? I, I think the best thing that my wife and I did was whenever we would say, like, or else, or something that our kids wanted to do, but we, weren't, we hadn't discussed it yet, we would tell our kids, do you need an answer now? And we, we conditioned them to know that if they said they needed an answer right away, it would not be a favorable answer. And so that would buy us time to where my wife and I could discuss how we wanted to handle that situation um, based on their behavior or, or anything else. And so just, do you need an answer now? And we had them conditioned, yeah, so that... They'd be like, no, I don't How need an answer How many times do you now. make them go away when you say, do you need an answer now? And then you just never answer them. No, we always answer them. Usually. Well, you're just a bad dad. Dude. Usually before the end bad of the dad, day or within daddy, a couple of hours. You know, whenever daddy. we get around to it. But. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so that, that's been invaluable to you us. Don't, you don't play hide and go seek and then you just don't go seek? <laughs> I mean, that's great babysitting right there, right? <laughs> uh, right. I've had a lot of things that did not go well with my kids. Uh, I've tried. Shut up. I've tried tried listening to them, and you're right. You need to meet them where they are. Uh, My wife and I have have taught them don't ask questions you don't want to answer to because you might not like to answer about things. Uh, But talking about absorbing things, I was uh, on the original Wii. I was playing Mario and got pretty angry. I said some (laughs) angry things about Mario. You're not competitive at all. You stop it. Um, and then I'm at work like the next day, and it happened to be a day that my and my kids were younger then, four, four and two, something like that, maybe five and three. And my son was, uh, she takes him to my mother-in-law's house, and I get a call at work. This possibly the only time in the history of our our marriage and our family that I've gotten the TV moment of, you know what your son did today? <laughs> Barely he was playing Mario at mom-in-law's house and did some of the same angry talk that daddy did. Oop. And she was not happy. And I, <laughs> I was laughing. I'm like, no, I get it. I get why it's bad. I won't, but that's funny. <laughs> it is funny. And she's still kind of mad about it right there. Only because I'm the one that gets in trouble for it, not them. <laughs> you know, that's all, you know. Well, okay, but the, the, so they can't hear your microphone. You got to come up the microphone. Bad dad. But, <laughs> uh, but the first cuss word my youngest, my oldest son said was because of her. When her drive, when she was driving, he said it. So, all right, you want to get the dice again? Roll again. Go for it. Roll that dice. I know it's die. Two. And if you don't put it up here, that'd be great. What's number two? It's time for personal story time oh. with Charles McFall. 
Uh, this is actually Joe's story the, today. This and is Joseph R. My story. This <laughs> is a story from when I was about seven. And I, I honestly don't remember what spawned it on, but I had decided I was, I was fed up with living with my parents and I was going to run away. I had, I had packed up a bag. I even remember grabbing things like my Game Boy. I'm like, okay. I could sell this for like ten bucks. I could, I could get like this many cheeseburgers at McDonald's. It'll be okay for like ten days. Or whatever. This is what nineteen sixty four. The you look old, early nineties. Okay. Um, and and so like I, I had, I packed up a sleeping bag and put it on me, and I walked out to the living room, and I remember telling my mom, "I'm running away." She's like, "Okay." Bye. <laughs> what, what did Grandpa NASCAR say? He he wasn't there. He was at uh, work. Okay, but uh, that's my my dad is what he referred to. Um, and so I just remember just being completely confused. Like, why isn't she making a bigger deal of this? I I just told her I'm I'm gonna be running away, and it just completely defused the situation though. And so I just I went back to my room. I put my stuff back, and I'm. Like, uh, okay. And I, I honestly, I don't remember why I was so mad at my mom at the time. She probably got after me for something that I I was being a jerk about, and and I deserved it. But in my my little kid mind, I was like, it's the end of the world. I'm out of here. I am done living under this roof under their rules. And How far did you get? The living room when I told her I was leaving. That's <laughs> as far as I got. Uh, Joe's got no follow through. Yeah, reminds me of the time where I was fighting with my mom in the car. I was like, I want to go home. And she's like, all right, get out. And she started to drive away. We were like, we were only like two miles from my home, and I knew how to get home. And she knew I knew how to get home. And she was just prepared to leave me on the side of the road. <laughs> and then she stopped when she saw me running after the car when she started. <laughs> my mom was really good about calling my bluffs. Really, really good. I, uh, I got mad one day. And, uh, well, okay, I got in trouble when my dad was a preacher. And I was at church. I knew I was going to get the spank when I got home. And I got, as far as the end of the parking lot of the church, I was like, I got no money. I, have, <laughs> I, I was five or six, but I knew enough, like, I can't feed myself. I just going to get my whooping because I won't go home and eat some dinner. I'll be all right. Then another time when I was 12, I tried to take off. It just I don't know what I was mad about. I was riding a, a bike and rode 10 miles to the next town to the church that was friends of my dad's church and went into the church secretary and was like, hey, I had no concept of time. I'm like, man, this is a five-minute ride. Two hours I've been now. <laughs> Calls my mom. This is landlines, right? Call my mom at home. And she answers. And I was like, yeah, I'm up at Pendleton Baptist Church or whatever it was. She's like, I'm sorry, what? She had no idea I'd been gone for two or three hours also. So none of that worked. So if you want to run away, what you really do is just leave a note for your parents and then sleep under your bed. They'll never look there. You'll be all right. <laughs> so, uh, anybody have a running away story? What are you doing? Bad dad advice. That's, that was definitely that's... bad dad advice. <laughs> <laughs> Kurt, did you ever run away or kids give you I grief? did. I actually ran away, um, and I'm still running. No, I ran away <laughs> uh, when I was, I, I want to say like 12, 13, and... My parents, uh, may, may have been 10, 11. Uh, please don't do this. Um, and uh, we had a babysitter. And babysitter did something I didn't like. I don't know what it was. I don't remember. Uh, in my bare feet, 
Mm. I took off. And, oh, yeah, and, I rode that barefooted, too. Yeah, and yeah. I walked and walked and walked. And somebody found out because I got picked up by the local cops. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and it, was, it was just ugly. And see, there's a common theme here. None of us actually remember what the arguments were yeah. about. Yeah, and we were probably it, wasn't were in trouble for a reason. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and so you know that to me that's a huge life life lesson. There is it really that important? It wasn't. We didn't remember, and so stop and think before you do anything drastic, or just hide under your bed. Now yeah. there's consequences if you listen <laughs> to my advice. You will not like the results, but it is funny. This guy looks like he's run away a few times. I mean, in the weird Brent. Yeah, Brent. <laughs> I told you I was gonna pick on you, Brent. You're in the you're in the wrong chat room. He, Brent's listened to Pokemon for years. I was like, yeah, you slid into the new show, man. I appreciate you. Uh, but so no, no running away stories, Brent. No, I have not never run away. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes no, no. I gotta save it. Here, somebody roll the die. Here, you wanna roll the roll dice? Roll that dice. Good catch. Oh, you got the night attack shirt? I like it. Four. Four. Can you dig it? All right. What are we digging today? Munchkin. Have you ever played Munchkin? I'm a... Oh, I'm going to piss the people off, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I thought it was going to be a cool game to try to get my kids into, uh, like, early stages D&D where you don't have to build all the characters and stuff. We just didn't really... It just... We didn't understand it. it. Didn't we played it like twice? I think it's collecting dust in the closet. Oh, can you dig? <laughs> I, I I love it. I think it's a fantastic game. the The rules are are relatively simple. Um, my my kids have been playing it for about three years now. So that puts the my middle child at uh, five or six when he first started playing, and so it was easy enough for them to understand. Not for my mother-in-law. It was too complicated for her, I guess. But, <laughs> but uh, no, they they absolutely love it. Um, and the best part is they don't get some of the uh, the jokes on the cards, which is is good sometimes. Um, but it, it's a fantastic game, and it it's a lot of fun. I, I have a lot of fun, and there's there's just so many expansions that. The game is whatever you want it to be based on which expansions you want to play with. Yeah, could tell us why you liked it. You said you shut your hand yeah, up. What's your favorite part about Munchkin? Get on, yeah, get on, come on up. So there are actually multiple versions of Munchkin. Yes. So we have the regular Munchkin and then the Harry Potter Munchkin. And okay. what's really fun about the Harry Potter Munchkin is um, I feel like – so in – the Harry Potter series, Darth Vader, not Darth Vader. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, you're right, Captain Kirk. In you're the right, Harry Potter series, Darth Vader goes to Mount Doom to craft. <laughs> Voldemort is the most powerful character, okay. but actually, in like the Munchkin game, I, I don't remember what it is, but there's another character that is like much stronger than him, which is weird because like doesn't make sense. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, it's really fun and, like you said, easy to learn. So that's awesome. I'm making it nor. I'm gonna put it in as part of the title. Darth Voldemort is gonna be part of the show title. I love it. Um, but you found it easy to learn and easy to play. Uh, I, I think my kids and I we just have to tackle everything straightforward. 
And so that's why we like shooting games. That's why we like uh, – um, uh, I don't really like the fighting game genre, but uh, i trying to think of some other stuff my kids play. But the stuff that's just – you just go and you do. And we tried to play that, and I've got another one that was a Marvel game where it's kind of a, a car dungeon builder game. And you, you, you pick a character to be, but nobody does the voices in my family. Nobody becomes a <laughs> character. And it kind of defeats purpose. Like, okay, uh, there's a door. I'm just going to kick the door. Okay. And then we flip the next card. I'm just going to do this. And it, it just yeah. – I think it would be better if we had somebody who knew how to play come in and, and play with us, right? Okay. Share that love. But, I mean, you don't need to do voices to play Munchkin. Like, you, you're, you're okay. equating it to D&D, and it's, it's very much – like, is it, it like third edition and not fifth edition? <laughs> I don't understand. No. What are we it, getting sixth edition, by the way? It, yes. I mean, the the vanilla Munchkin does have a fantasy vibe and has some D and D jokes. You know who did the art for that? Uh, I can't remember, but it says it on every box. John Kovalik. There's some of them. One of the series uh, Lynn Peralta did, and Lynn oh. Peralta worked with DTNS and has, has been here for a long time for the track. Okay, sweet. Yeah, that's awesome. Cool, cool lore there. But, I mean, if you get all the different expansions, like, for instance, I think you would absolutely love the Mutant expansion, a.k.a. X-Men. Okay. And I think they might actually at this point, because they have done some officially branded stuff instead of just, hey, this is what it is, but it's not actually what it is, so it's legally distinct. Um, just like the Harry Potter one. They have some actual ones that are Is that it like the Wish versus, is it, is it Perry mm-hmm. Hotter? Is it the so, wish? So no? there, there is a monster in, the, Harry Potter? in yeah. the original one called Harry Potter, but it's hair. And, <laughs> and so it, it's a gorilla making a pot in the picture. Like, I there are puns yeah. all over the place in, in Munchkin. I, it's fun. It's a fun time. I got you. Uh, would you say when you try out new games with, with your family and your kids, and yeah, I know you got a four-year-old grandkid now? Yep. So uh, I don't know if she's quite at the age to start playing games yet. Um, would you say playing candy with land and shoots and ladders? Oh, there you go. Okay. Level. Yeah. So, but we learn from people who love to play, right? All the games that I teach my kids, I grew up playing. How do you possibly go about? Well, I mean, maybe this is the best place to ask. How do you go about finding somebody who loves that game that can really teach it to you? Come on up. So we have a heated game in our family where we play Monopoly, but, <laughs> but it's not Monopoly because that game lasts eight hours in our house. Yeah. And as a family of six, we try to get new ways to play it. And when you're dealing with three people that do property and homes and you have a person, you know, me, a college student who does game design, we try to get young people into it. It's fun because of the fact that they're not here because of the game. They're just here to see a bunch of people make the game overcomplicated. And they're just asking, when can I move the shoe to out of jail? Give us an example. Of how do you make it overcomplicated? And so, faster somehow. So, because like I said, I'm a game design student now. I mean, graduate. And with my parents, uh, my mother and my father, they do you know contract and real estate. And my sister, when they do Monopoly, they either look at the game and super over, um, opinionated on stuff because of their job and how they play the game, so they have an opinion on it and they go and explain <laughs> it. And then certain things, too, where, oh, it took in property value and get 200, they'll make a whole case about it. So everybody would just have put their own input in. The game would not be done. It's like eight hours in. Yeah. We'll just have breakfast, and we'll skip right through lunch, and it'll be like 9 o'clock, and it says, you guys want to call it a night and try again tomorrow? 
or do you want to keep playing today and figure it out? Because at this point, it's like they're trying not to go bankrupt because they're not want to hurt their ego. I got nieces and nephews. They just like sitting there because it's fun because it's like I don't know what the grownups are saying, but they're, having, they're making this game sound very smart. Man, that sounds like you have such a good time spending the whole day doing something together. Yeah. That's really cool. That's really, I didn't, we didn't do that a whole lot growing up. We had to shoot some ladders and you know, yeah. skip bow and stuff. Uh, my dad got this. Well, he, he taught me Risk a long, a long time ago. Uh, that didn't really catch. But he, he got a game called uh, Fortress America. And you want to talk about it takes an hour to set the board. Yeah, you know Fortress America? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I yeah. have never heard it's of one, this It's one of those Avalon Hill-type games where oh. it's just it, – it's brutal. Yeah. I have no Fun pa- fact. I have no Saddam Hussein's on the front cover. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's before we thought he was a bad guy. Back no, in the late 80s. You got no 90s. patience for that. Yeah. Oh, you know, it takes like an hour to set up. So we, so when I started getting to real nerddom and, and when they're talking about Warhammer and the miniatures, and like, and I just have flashbacks and trauma. I was like, no, 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 no. If I can't set this up in five minutes and explain it in ten, I'm, I'm out. I'm good. My wife's mm-hmm. uncle, he loves to get like Gloomhaven and these big uh, – okay. But he will not open it and read it. Until he comes over to the house for game day, which is like <laughs> once a year, then he o- unwraps it. And we're spending three hours letting him go through. And then his brother, her dad, just, you got to read, he's got to read the copyright and everything. So it's like next year before we get to play. All right, I think it's time to roll the dice. Who wants to roll the dice? Oh, All right. Yeah. I'm getting your steps see, in. See, my family just grew up on board games left, right, and up now. Roll that dice, which you just did already. Good job. <laughs> Number five. Mambo number five. Stay tuned for this important commercial break. (laughs) (laughs) Hit the commercial. No, that's not. That's the outro. That's the outro. I'll get it. What about Twitch? Twitch is Twitch. Read the commercial. Which commercial? All the commercials. Hit Patreon. (laughs) Okay. Thank you for that. If you like this podcast, please donate to your daddy at patreon.com slash wise and nerdy. That's wise and nerdy, all one word. And thank you. All right. Well, <laughs> do the leave a voicemail. Call your daddy and leave a voicemail at wiseandnerdy.com slash call dad. And you actually have a good one. It's about time you called your dad. It's about time. You called your dad. And that's real. If you ever wanted to call in and comment on our show, you can leave us a, a voicemail and we'll play it on there. It's fun. All right. Roll the dice. Roll that oh. dice. <laughs> <laughs> little sibling rivalry right there. Get a one or a six. What'd you get? Two. We're ready to roll again. Roll it again. Roll again. <laughs> Roll again. It might take a while. That looks like a one almost to me. Roll it's a one again. To six. That's a six. Is that a, We're going to six. It's a five. We're going to add well, one to it. In Dragon Con math, that's a six. <laughs> Dragon Con right. math. All right. Oh, it is time for Bad Dad Joe. Ugh. <laughs> and anybody can line up and tell some bad dad jokes. Why do ducks have flat feet? 
Ooh, why? Why? To stamp out forest fires. Why do elephants have flat feet? Why? To stamp out flaming ducks. Why do humans <laughs> not have flat feet? Why? Because all the flaming ducks are already stamped out. <laughs> Another bad dad joke. I like to tell dad jokes, but I'm not a dad. I'm a faux pas. See, he loves. I, I love. I love bad dad jokes. So, I went to London to go see Big Ben, but it was foggy. It was a colossal waste of time. <laughs> Uh, Big Big Ben is a clock. I want to change my time travel answer. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, another one. Oh, wait. Oh, we don't get another one. Okay. Okay, another one. Here we go. Why does Batman wear black clothing? Ooh, why? He doesn't want to get shot. So why does Robin wear bright clothing? So the Batman doesn't get shot? Because Batman doesn't want to get shot. <laughs> Is that why we keep Brant around with the bright clothing? <laughs> we like Brant. We really do. Any other, any other, I know y'all got them. Any other bad dad jokes? No? All right. I got, I got one for you. What's yours? <laughs> All right. How can you tell it's a dogwood tree? How can you tell it's a dogwood tree? Yeah. I don't know. By the bark. No. <laughs> What do you got? Two guys walked into a bar. You think one of them would have seen it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my my dad being the preacher, he he used to always say, you know, there's cars in the Bible. All the disciples got into one accord. Um, (laughs) Man, he had a Star Trek one too that I don't remember, but it's yeah, it's it's very traumatic and painful. It drives me nuts. So we're down to the Make big. Make it so number one. You're at number one, right? We're down to the last segment here. It's uh, number one. What are you nerding about right now? All right. So what are we nerding out about, Joe? DragonCon, of course. <laughs> That's right. So we want your stories about what's the coolest, funnest, geekiest, whatever moment. What's excited you about the con so far? Joe, why don't you start? What do you got? Oh, I had a ton of fun at the roast last night. Yeah, yeah. It was definitely not family friendly, no. but it was hilarious. So last night we roasted Charles over here and it was like a two and a half hour, actually it might've been almost three hour event. And uh, you got yeah. roasted pretty good. It was good. Pretty good indeed. It was good. But you've gone out to see some other panels with some, with some fun stuff. Ooh, I, did, I saw one this morning uh, at the Skeptic Track, and it was, um, I can't remember the full title, but it was about poisons, uh, about the history of poisons and things like that. And so they, were, they started off by talking about arsenic um, and not only like how it was discovered and things like that, but they also talked about some of the uh, actually useful aspects of arsenic, that it can actually be used for treating specific illnesses in small quantities. 
Um, but they, they talked about that. They showed a clip from Arsenic and Old Lace, which is a fantastic movie. Um, they talked about a poison called, I think it was VX, which was in um, The Rock with Sean Connery and Nicholas, Nicholas Cage. Cage. Yeah. Um, and so that, that's the, the nerve agent that they had to disarm in The Rock. And um, so, yeah, they talked about about a half dozen different poisons. One that um, uh, King Henry, the something, one of the numbers, he, they, he talked about different theories that people had because they're not actually certain if it was poison or just a, a, a mental condition, but apparently it also turned his pee blue. Uh, and so there was just different little factoids. It was a fun panel. Nerd! <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, come on. Josepa, I know you've seen some great stuff. This is where you get to share your love of what you've seen. Um, I went to a panel of making soda. All right. Um, it was kind of boring, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but at the end we got to eat, like, drink soda, and that was basically the only reason I went, but... um. And the soda wasn't even that good. It was basically just flavored water, but, you know. <laughs> flavored water. But did you, ha- did you learn something? No, I wasn't listening. <laughs> Fair enough. God bless honesty. Drawing the whole time. All right, we got Brant coming up. Yeah. And, and if you don't want to share experiences that you've had so far, or what are you excited that's coming up maybe in the yeah. next couple of days? Well, the thing that always looks uh, fun for me is just seeing just the kind of variety of cosplay that we get, get here. Uh, kind of some, one of the themes I've seen today is kind of like the dirt, various versions of uh, Mandalorian that we've got here. We've got yeah. the Fantalorian, which is Mandalorian in Fanta colors. Oh, with the oh, Fanta oh, logo yeah. everywhere, so it's the Fantalorian. Yeah. Uh, I've seen a Avatar The Last Mandalorian, where it's uh, basically dressed up as kind of like in... Kind of like Aang colors, you know, yeah, yeah. the okay. kind of color outfit he had with baby Momo. With with the arrow and everything on the helmet? Yes. Sweet. A Bowser Mandalorian. Yes, Bowser Lorian. Yeah, I found that and then I pointed it out to Daddy and Daddy's like, hey, dude, look, there's like a Bowser Mandalorian down there. That's how sibling rivalry has been. This is the way. Yeah, the combos are always. It's like one of the most fun things, like really great creativity and stuff. Uh, panels, uh, actually the last one that I really enjoyed that I went here uh, with was uh, the whole one on uh, John Portman, who was the guy who built the most, basically most of the buildings here. Okay. In this, in this, in the DragonCon footprint. So all he's basically the architect for like the Westin, the Hyatt, you know, all, uh, both the, all the uh, America's Marts and everything over there. It was really just like a really great way of just kind of learning a little bit of history of the city. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Very, Very cool. nice. We know we got more stories. Y'all coming up, coming up, coming up. Uh, anything yeah. on Twitch? Or, or stories from Dragon Con's past. Yeah, I got one. We want your highlight reels. Past. Yeah. Uh, so what I've experienced so far that's been my favorite is Swag and Seek. Which, yeah. Yeah. which is so much fun just to give out little random trinkets and, and bring smiles to other people just around the con or at the meetups. Now, are you hiding it or are you finding it? Yes. Oh, well, they, <laughs> so, uh, explain to people at home and, and on the podcast, what is Swag and Seek? 
Uh, swag and Seek is basically random acts of kindness. So the idea is we're leaving items of small monetary value. A lot of people do stickers or pins or patches or earrings, something that has a little tag on it that says this is Dragon Con Swag and Seek. So people aren't just randomly swiping things that don't belong to them. So they all have to be tagged or you hand them out in person. Uh, and we had an official meetup that was in the app. Uh, and there are unofficial meetups every day during the convention. Uh, How did so, you get involved in that? Because it's such a cool idea. Uh, it was on the app last year. And so my roommates and I thought this sounds like a lot of fun. And we started going to their meetups. And we're like, we just really have to step up our game next year and bring swag. So I brought uh, pens and erasers and stickers and patches and... People are, they have a Facebook page, so people are posting on the Facebook page, come find me in the Marriott, I'll be sitting, you know, wherever, or come, there's a group right now that's uh, right under the escalators here in the Hilton that just have a table full of swag, and you can come and leave your nice. stuff with them and take something away, and people are hiding things, and they'll take a picture and say, come find it wherever, in the Westin or in the Marriott. So here in the Hilton, look in the planters. Don't go digging through the planters, but it's a good yep. place to, to put swag where it's easily noticeable against the green. Nice. Uh, I think I, I would feel like my wife would be in something like that, hiding. And she loves doing for people. She calls herself Teen Mom, and, and she's been volunteering with the track this year to do all the food and the snacks for volunteers. But you're hiding little fun stickers and stuff. Yeah, she's nodding. She would... Yeah. Is, is a fun Are you thing. giving her another job? <laughs> I'm giving her an outlet to be creative. If she goes to the door, that's her choice. <laughs> so, so you said the planters. Any other tips on where we should be looking? Well, you um, don't need them. You have <laughs> like four or five. <laughs> yes, uh, there is a little treasure box in the Cortland Grand on the first floor. Uh, on the right-hand side, I'm not sure what the room it, it is next to, but there's a little treasure box that says this is Swag and Seek, and they have little cards that have maps of the different hotels that give you clues of where the best places to look for swag might be. Nice. Okay. That's a huge hint. Yes. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, and the thing that I'm looking forward to most and I look forward to every year is the Puppet Slam. Yeah. Okay. That, that's a, a fun one. A lot of fun. So, so, what is, so obviously there's going to be puppets, but what else is, uh, like, what is that? So the Puppet Slam can be anything. It's usually humorous, but it can be just unique puppetry presentations. Uh, apparently, one of my friends is actually performing. He's doing a serious piece. I'm not sure what it is exactly, but apparently it's not going to be just, you know, all jokes. But a lot of them are, you know, <laughs> silly things that you can do with puppets after dark that uh, you might not do at a typical panel. Yeah, got it. an adult show. So, so it's not Potter Puppet Pals is what you're saying. It is not. It could be. There was one a couple of years ago where they had a little Deadpool. So, so, the, so it was two people. One of them was doing the legs. One of them was doing the arms. And it was just Deadpool against a black backdrop that was, you know, doing the flash dance and having, you know, bullets poured, <laughs> poured down on them and, and fighting little uh, agents against this black backdrop. It was really, really cool. They had a Dune musical episode a couple of years ago, and they had a giant sandworm that they brought out, <laughs> wow. like one of the Chinese dragons. So you never know what you're going to see. Has There's, anybody heard of Puppet awesome. Slam before now? Or a few. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, you might want to check it out. Yes, it's Very cool. a lot of fun. It's here, it's, tell, here it, Dragon it's here at DragonCon. Yeah. It is uh, Sunday night, uh, midnight, I believe, in the Westin. Okay. It should be in the app. Uh, it's called it's Puppet in the, it's Slam. It's in the app, yeah. Right? 
Late Night Puppet Slam with our uh, intrepid science fiction janitors, Bob and Carl. Ah, right. They were here this year. They did a MST3K special uh, tonight, today. They're okay. doing one in one of the big rooms upstairs, mm-hmm. yeah. And it is not family friendly. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Some of the puppetry stuff during the day is awesome, but yes, the yeah. late night puppet slam can be pretty naughty. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, yesterday they played a movie. Yeah, come on, come on. Well, the uh, mystery science theater episode. Mystery science. They just okay, it cool. Live over the, the video. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, I wanted to talk about a speech I did in a zoology class a few years ago concerning geeks and nerds. Okay. I don't want to read the whole speech, but I do want to put in a certain details I put on it. I said, here's the details. Let's hear it. Well, it starts off like this: popular films and television shows about adolescents. And schools usually include a certain type of teenager who is frequently ridiculed or rejected by his or her peers. These adolescents are often portrayed as either awkward, intelligent, shy, unattractive social outcasts with unfunctional hair and dress styles, who sometimes might want to get their revenge on the people they peer. Okay. They are either called nerds, Dweebs, dorks, geeks, brainiacs, and computer jocks. Right. And podcasters. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Even if these stereotype nerds appear on films or television, terms like geeks and nerds have been uh, conceptualized by research as a social type labor that shaped the context of adolescence identity. So what was your conclusion? What you, obviously you're talking about, you're, it sounds like you're talking about the stereotype of nerds and TV is negative, right? Yeah. So what would you come up with? Well, I was saying today when we think of geeks and nerds, we might as well think of the names like Bill Gates and Steve Jobs. Yes, sir. And look at their uh, imagination and their technologies that made them a lot of money. Yes, sir. That's right. So if you had some advice to give to young geeks and nerds growing up, what's something you would give? Well, let's see. I wrote that on the end. Hang on. Okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, this last part I got here. The new century has brought with it new demands, and those often equipped to deal with these demands are nerds. The era of the nerd is upon us with the computer and the internet, now Google, have helped in this, and many nerds have accumulated well beyond their wildest dreams. That's awesome. You're right. That's a, what did you write it for? It was for a zoology class I took, but uh, what really got my attention was really an article I got when I first went into the service in uh, 1983. It was called Born to be a Nerd. There you but go. See, when they came out with that character on Family Matters, Steve Urkel, yes, sir. that's what did it. Yeah, family matters. Yeah. 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 I mean, nowadays, like you said, nerds rule the world. Like they do. It, embrace it. All I when I hear someone refer to somebody as a nerd or a geek, all I hear is they're passionate. That person is very passionate about about their hobbies and about what they like. That's right. And embrace it. And I mean, that's and, the reason I'm here. Yeah, and use that energy. Con. So, what have you loved so far about the con? What, well, what, I like everything. I got to meet some of these celebrity uh, voice actors. That's the main thing I'm here. 
looking at some old comic books and the stuff y'all were talking about, even some of these games. I, I mean, I heard them. I just never played them before. But they are good. And the, uh, he was talking about uh, playing those Monopoly games. I mean, yeah. Monopoly, that's been up since, like, what, 1935? Oh, yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And it's, they, they keeps getting improved all, all the time. Oh, I yeah, mean, and there's so many varieties of Monopoly these days rather than just vanilla. But, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, in fact, uh, I made a bunch of comments. Sure. Oh, Joe, you're happy to have that. <laughs> awesome. Kurt, what, are you, what, are, what are you nerding out about with Dragon Con? Uh, it is related to the the, the cosplay end of things, um, but but I think well, yeah. See, I'm torn. So what what I'm nerding out about is, and this is going to sound weird, but um, I come to Dragon Con every year to well, I try to come every year <laughs> to see. <laughs> My friends and 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 my friends who I consider family and and so and your friends I, you've never met yet and the friends <laughs> that I've never met yet that is part of it um, and what I nerd out about is watching them do panels and experience things and just celebrating in their successes and and I dig that so hard because I love these people and. Uh, for me, uh, Dragon Con is like coming home. So, I yeah. I love it. Yeah. Has anybody had uh, a chance encounter with a celebrity walking around in any of the years? Yeah, come on, share it. So, this kind of happened a couple of years back, I think 2017, 2018. Now, um, I was just casually walking around just to go to Dragon Con and then you see one of your people like I think a couple of actors just in cosplay you'll never see them and then a couple of days later says I was that stormtrooper I, I was Mickey Mouse stormtrooper and you just casually walk by them didn't even see anything and then you just wow didn't even know them and then it's like oh wait I could have asked for your autograph maybe not get it for free, and maybe get it for free yeah you could you could uh, what else? I know you got to change it back. Uh-huh. Come on, there's a lady behind you. Lo- love your costume. Oh, thank you. Oh, goodwill. <laughs> <laughs> goodwill is some of the best place to get things. Yeah. Well, now you chase her away, Joe. Good job. <laughs> Good job. Bad man. daddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. My son is now a young grown man. Years ago made this for me, so I had to... You know. <laughs> so is that a candelabra gun? It, it is an, a toy gun from one of the things at Disney World years ago we went to. And I, I, I long story short, I would definitely qualify in the epitome of, of nerd world, nerd dumb, but I would never have done this in college and whatnot. I would have been like, oh, I've, I've got work to do. I'm, I'm a doctor in engineering, and I'm, but I'm, 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 those people are silly. I always wanted to go to Star Trek convention. I am a Trekkie, but I never got to go because I had work to do. And the bottom line, just quickly while I am here, we, start, we started coming in 2011. When we were taking our Otis, he wanted to see Georgia Tech. He was you know, finishing high school, and we're looking at colleges. And as we were getting everything together to come, he goes, oh, by the way, like, well, by the way, what? And he knew that this was going on. We didn't, we didn't. <laughs> and I remember and seeing, we had seen a couple of little, uh, a con or two. I've always loved art and science, and I went to pick him up once, and my husband, I just came out, I'm taking pictures. He goes, you found your peeps. 
And, but coming here, I saw the long, I was like, I would never stand in that line. Are you kidding me? Now we're old enough, we both qualify for the handicap badge. So we don't put, <laughs> You're like, no my game's in us. the back. It's just, a, it's not hurting right now. But no, the, the celebrity encounter was, um, and this is probably pretty, pretty dated. Does anybody remember Parliament Funkadelic and yeah. Landon, oh, yeah. the mothership? Yeah, Curtin. Bootsy Collins was here oh, one year. Oh, that's, that's a, yeah. a two or three years ago. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and I yeah. thought he was just just a guy dressed like it, and it was, I guess, his, I don't know if it's his security or PR man or whatever was with him, and he goes, walk, he goes, you know, that really is him. And my husband, <laughs> as he says, he, he personally believes he landed with the mothership, as he said. So we were just like, what? And, and as he has, he's married to a beautiful woman. She was a dancer once, and it was this lovely woman by his side, and we got to take pictures. He was very gracious. So that was our celebrity encounter, which uh, endeared me to my um, the young man who works for me as lab manager. He's a bassist himself, loves Bootsy. He's much younger than, but he loves sure, the older yeah. music. So that was my, but can I tell you one quick thing Absolutely. about bad dad yeah. jokes before? And I'll, I'm sorry, I came in late. I just Sure, give us a bad dad joke. It, no, no, no. I don't, I, if <laughs> oh. you see a man, if you see a guy walking around with somewhat graying hair, um, maybe about 5'11", a light brown-skinned African-American fellow dressed like the Joker, but he has a sign that says E. Period Enigma Sigma. You I saw, saw it earlier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, and it says, "Ask me a dad riddle," and they are so grown, like oh, but they're, but they're good. So that's my husband. <laughs> so if you happen to see him, please ask him a dad riddle so y'all can hear him, and hopefully he'll be tired and I don't have to keep hearing. Him. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's Maybe he'll a, run out of material. That, that, that was a hard no for me. Um, <laughs> that's it. So no, he was he was attending the panel, and I walked in to sit down, and he is on point. Like he has a card that says Enigma Senior asked me a dad riddle, and he's just talking to people, and he, he holds the sign up the whole time. You can see it, and I just I, I left. But they were asking him riddle after riddle. He was he was having the best time uh, there. Any other chance, uh, fun encounters, random stories? Um, my, my one was a couple years ago, Carl Urban was here. And I guess he was staying in this hotel because we were up on. There's three floors up the Hilton that has these breakout patios. It's like 12 and then 17 and 23 or something like that. But you go there to get a little bit away from the crowd and talk to people. Some people go play games up there. And... I think Hugh and I had just gone up there and tried to eat lunch and disappear from the crowds. And I sit there, and Carl Arbor just comes blazing through. It's like, hey, Carl. He goes, hey. And he just kept on walking. But he didn't have his handler or anything. It's like, that's not safe, man. You need your handler walking around the con. My other one, Alf. Not like the voice actor, just some dude cosplaying as a full life-size, five-foot-four <laughs> Alf, having, you know, will work for cats sign. That was, that was one of my favorites. Anybody else? What else? What else? Oh, man. Uh, I think it was 2018 or 2019. I went to a Smallville panel with, uh, I'm horrible with, with names, but Tom Welling was there and um, the actor that plays Lex Luthor. What was his? Michael Rosenbaum. Yeah, Michael Rosenbaum. He's got a great um, podcast now. Yeah. And uh, so Michael, Ro- uh, t- like, you show up, you're like, oh, Superman, great. Carry it. No. Michael Rosenbaum was the life of that panel. Yeah. He was he immediately when he got up there he's like yeah this wired mic isn't going to work for me. I need a wireless one right now. And he grabbed that wireless mic and he 
I think he was in his seat for maybe five minutes. He was running around everywhere in the crowd, sitting on people's laps and, and interviewing the people. It was just, it was just a, such a fun time. Um, and that, that was probably that year. That was my favorite panel that I went to. And it was, and he's the one that made it. Like I went thinking, Oh, I'm going to hear some really cool stories about, about Smallville, but no, just his antics were fantastic. And it, he, he knows how to work a crowd. Tom Welling does not. But Michael <laughs> fantastic. Uh, you never know at DragonCon what's going to happen. Um, not Matt Smith, Doctor for David Tennant, who's by the way coming back, right? Everybody, everybody's caught up on Doctor Who, and they said, mm, I don't know how they're going to pull that off. But that was, that was it, it'll probably be timey wimey. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> but uh, there's a famous clip from DragonCon. Where he was the active doctor, the actress who plays Donna was on stage with a few others. And I'm assuming, obviously, he started on stage. But he got down and got in line with the microphone because he wanted to ask a question. Because I don't know why, but he was cutting up. And <laughs> you never know what's going to happen. It's one of the things I do love about uh, Dragon Con. What do you got? What do you got? I actually had a comment for that thing. And I was trying to decide if I wanted to say it or not. But one of my favorite things that I've noticed, and this is my first year here, is I really enjoy the cosplayers who actually look like the people. Yeah. I thought I saw David Tennant because I saw a really good con and I, or a cosplay. And I was like, oh, my gosh, is that him? And I had to do a couple of double takes. It wasn't. But it was still really cool. So I like the ones that, like, they already look like the person. Yes. And then they go on ahead and cosplay as it. So it's yes. pretty cool. I saw they a really good butcher earlier yeah. from the, yeah. uh, the boys. Um, so one of the giveaways is they'll have a special badge that says guest, and they usually have a handler, which is somebody who looks like they're scared and don't know where they're going <laughs> because they're just a little shell shot. They're with a, a celebrity. Well, I love the, the stories from the drunks, though. The people get really <laughs> inebriated. Oh, no. Uh, uh, Captain Jack Sparrow. Um, Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. Oh, no. I met Johnny Depp in the bathroom. He was cosplaying as Jack Sparrow. I'm like, I'm sorry, baby. He was not cosplaying as Jack Sparrow. <laughs> he just is. Uh, Jack he's Jack. actually filming across the world right now. He's not at Dragon Con. But first year I came, 2015, is the podcasting track then up in 212, uh, 210 up here in the Hilton. So it's a much smaller room. And they had a Sunday night party, right? Just after everything's done. Was kind of mill around, bring your own bottle, whatever, podcast track party. And it was my first year, so I was overwhelmed. I didn't know you had to go get in line to go see. So I tried to go see George Decay, and like, yeah, no, it's full. I'm like, what do you mean it's full? I'm like, yeah, no, you can't get in, man. Try to go see uh, the actual voices and Muppets from Fraggle Rock that was Red and Gobo were here that year. Same thing. I was like, wow, now I'm learning, you got to get in line. So I'm exhausted. It's Sunday night, six o'clock. I'm just going to go home. I'm not going to go party with the podcast people. James Gunn was filming Guardians <laughs> 1 in Atlanta, decided to come to Dragon Con, was wandering around, sounded like it's a good time, spent two hours talking to everybody in the podcast. So everybody's pulling out their recorders and recording interviews with James Gunn. I'm like, well, you missed it. I missed it. You can't, you can't do it. But I do love just the opportunities that are there. And everybody's so nice, typically. It is Dragon Con. Look, they're here. They they are here to make some money on the Walk of Fame, to sign the pictures. You know, they they are making a career out of it. But if you go up and tell everybody, loves hearing you love what they do. And I personally won't ask for a picture after anywhere else but Dragon Con. If I'm running somebody, hey, do you mind? Can I take a picture? But here, I'll, I'll say, you know, I'll, I, you earn your money. I'll come pay you. But I ran into. Um, I never remember his name. I'm horrible with names. 
the crazy dad from Friends is John. Um, oh, he's in Big Fish. Oh, yep. And Friends, which Big Fish is one of my favorite roles that he ever did. And he was coming off of Friends at the time. And he was out here in front of the Hilton smoking, was a handler. And the thing is, you don't recognize the celebrities. Like the cosplayers, you do a double take. But the celebrities, they just they'll put on a mask or you know pull a hat down. And I walked past him trying to. I was heading up to another hotel to do an event, and I just did a real quick, like freaked out. The handler turned and spin. It came right back up, six seven, you know, three hundred whatever pounds. I was heavier than, so almost four hundred pounds. Just came barreling up, and like, and I remembered his name then because his freshman was John, Mister Mister whatever. And he's like, yeah, I was like, love your work. Love you and friends, you great crazy dad, and you great, you know, because oh, the other university saying that. Noble. John Noble, John thank Noble. you. Uh, Mr. Noble. And he's just smoking a cigarette. It's like, yeah, cool, man. It's like my big fish, dude. Big fish is the best. It's like, hey, thanks. And then I just bolted. And that takes a while. I just saw him because we were watching Friends. It's like, did you get a picture? Like, no, it's Dragon Con. You don't get a picture. She told me not to come home, but yeah. She took me back eventually. So, any other stories before we wrap out here? Oh, we got some more. Come on, come on. You want to do yours? You do yours. And then you can do this. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we were eating lunch, and then there were, like, these two people. There was a girl and a boy, and they had, like, full Iron Man suits on, and they oh. were, like, walking around, and it was, yeah. like, making clunking noises, too. And they even had, like, the glowy things. Nice. Um, and then they wanted to take a picture, so we went like this, and then his mask folded on, ah. and then the lights went on, and it nice. was so cool. And... Cora, so there were like little water fountains too. Um, and so Cora, she's a wizard, right? And so she had her wand and she, we, we took a picture of her um, with the waterfalls, but they were changing colors. So we were pretending like it was that. And then the person with like the professional camera came over and like as my dad was taking a picture, he came over and take a picture nice. too. And so like, yeah. So. That's would you awesome. would you would you say your dad's a good dad? Mm. No, I'm kind of with you because you don't know what an arc reactor is. You have a horrible father. No, I'm just kidding. That should that was a joke. It's funny. Are you, you sure? A good dad. Oh, yeah, a good okay. dad. Hey, if your dad brings you to Dragon Con, you get a good dad. Right. What, what was you have one? What was yours? So my first con was 1989. And uh, that's third year. It was third, third year. year. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and you wish you had bought so the eternal old. pass. Was that you wish you had bought the eternal pass back then? Yeah, I know. Kid, oh my gosh, there were like what five hundred dollars back then. If that, yeah. even and less than that, probably several thousand. Yeah. Um, but you know, uh, there was only a couple of guests, and you didn't have to pay for autographs at the time. You just walk up. It's a line. And um, Mark Sinker, uh, okay. Beastmaster, was there, and we were walking. We were, you know, it was like one of the last minute things. Eh, let's just go. So we were near the end of the line, and at the time, I was really into acting and theater and stuff like that, and, and he was just signing autographs, stuff like that, and then I looked at him and was like, uh, can you tell me more about your process and more about how you got into acting and stuff like that? He kind of just looked up, like, hold on, hold on, and he just, here, come over here, come over here, and we, uh, you know, he signed the last, like, 10 autographs that were there, he's like, okay cool, I'll tell you anything you want to know. And we just talked to him for about 20 minutes as far as just the, ah. the whole, you know, how he started and things like that. I don't remember anything. <laughs> 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 but it was really cool to actually just talk to a celebrity for a while. That so is awesome. It was neat. It was. Awesome. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember what I had for lunch. 
They're just doxing you. Oh, you have another one? You have another one? Yeah. No. And, you know, it's almost that, that that you you wish you had that time machine take you all the way back around. That's the show, folks. Thank you for being here. Thank you for playing. Hit the music, Scott. We love you. Wise and nerdy. We're on Linktree uh, slash wise dash underscore dash nerdy. Oh, I get to speak? All right. Follow these nerdy dads on social media. Charles at Rock God of Podcasting and Joe at Joseph underscore Ard. Wiseandnerdy.com. And as always, they may not be your father, but they'll always be your daddy. And we're always <laughs> proud of you. That's right. <laughs> Make sure you get this middle QR code, get you into the Discord.